Listeners beware. There's no turning back now. You've entered the Horrorpocalypse Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Horror Apocalypse. Today we are talking about another five-minute fear from new from Shudder. We will be discussing uh, another Mario Bava great, Black Sabbath. Um, most of us know that that name purely from uh, well the band Black Sabbath, but there, it has a, a very a much deeper meaning, which I encourage everyone to go look into. Um, this particular episode or this particular movie was was fantastic. Um, to, I'll be perfectly honest, this is one of the very very few Baba films that I had never seen before. Uh, so I went into this one fresh. Um, I didn't even know it was an anthology. Which, if you knew, hey, cool. If you don't know, hey, I'm happy to educate you. But yeah, this this was an anthology, uh, three separate stories. I didn't really see much of a wraparound other than uh, Boris Karloff uh, introducing at the beginning, um, the end of each segment, and then the end, almost like a Crypt Keeper type episode, uh, or Crypt Keeper, blah, 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 blah. Crypt Keeper type character. There we go. I finally said it right. Uh, but the first story was really good. It was called The Telephone. And it dealt with the this character, Rosie, who is a French call girl. Um, she ends up going back to her basement apartment. She receives uh, this phone call that as soon as she picks it up, she, hello, and no response. Hello, no response. Hello, no response. Um, it happens a few times before finally the caller identifies himself as Frank, her former um I guess you would call him Pimp, who recently escaped from prison. Uh, Rosie is scared as hell because it was her testimony that actually sent Frank to prison. Um, she ends up calling her friend Mary uh, to try and, and you know get some relief and to, to calm herself down. Uh, the women have been you know separated for a while um, because I guess something it, I guess with Rosie doing something or doing this with Frank, it, it hurt. Uh, Mary in some way um, she gets another phone call from Frank saying that uh, she shouldn't have called Mary and that now he's gonna he's definitely gonna kill her and before dawn she's definitely gonna die uh, next thing you know Mary's at the door she's like you know I'll, I'll stay with you I'll, I'll take care of it um, we also find out that it's actually Mary who's impersonating Frank in this phone call. So when she shows up at Rosie's apartment, you're like, Oh shit. Okay. He, it's going down now. Um, so Rose, uh, Mary helps Rosie get to sleep and, and, um, she, uh, really is, is kind of playing the part of a helpful friend, but she's kind of being kind of sinister about it. Um, she ends up, we cut to a scene where it shows Rosie asleep and, uh, Mary is actually at a desk writing out this confession, talking about how, um, she was, uh, sorry that she was doing this, but you know, what Mary had done, or sorry, what Rosie had done before really hurt her. And as she's doing this, the door opens up, the front door opens up real slow and in comes Frank. He ends up strangling Mary and realizes it's Mary, goes to walk over to Rosie to kill her, but Rosie wakes up, 
and feels uh, the knife that Mary put under the pillow. Pulls it out, and as Frank goes in to kill her, Rosie stabs her. Um, then she breaks into hysterics. So <laughs> that was the the first story. Pretty pretty self explanatory. Nothing nothing really major, uh, supernatural about that one. The next segment was uh, called the Word de Luck, um, which is uh, it takes place in nineteenth uh, century Russia. There's this character Vladimir, who's a young nobleman, finds a beheaded corpse and this knife that's like jammed into its uh, heart. He ends up taking the blade out and finds shelter in this small cottage. In doing that, um, he meets this uh, guy, Giorgio, who explains that the knife belongs to his father. Um, but they haven't seen him for days. Uh, so Giorgio offers um, Vladimir uh, to stay in the home. and We meet uh, two beautiful girls, which if you follow my personal page, I just posted them. The, I call them the Bava Babes. They're fantastic. Um but the, this one's a vampire story and we find out that there's this vampire that's going around and he's feeding and uh no one is safe in the in this story um i would say nearly nearly everybody <laughs> gets killed in in this movie or in this this particular segment and um again boris karloff plays uh gorka who is i believe the the father and grandfather of most of the the people in this uh, small little cottage um uh, we we were led with a few kind of red herrings though like we we know this one's about a vampire we we they kind of introduce it in the very beginning but who is the vampire really kind of changes depending on your perception like at one point um the the blonde girl stenka she um everybody's genuflecting uh getting ready to say a prayer and she kind of looks around and doesn't complete the genuflect so um you're like oh she's a vampire and i guess she wasn't actually a vampire yet but she was becoming oh it was just fantastic very well done um and i'm a i'm a fan of period pieces i like things that are going to take place in a different time different story Speaking of which, the third segment called The Drop of Water. This one uh, takes place in 1910s, 1915, around there, uh, London. And there's a uh, nurse, Helen Chester, who's called by uh, the maid of an elderly medium. And she's like, oh, she's dead, she's dead, I need you to come help me. So in the middle of the night, she goes over to help dress the, the body. And in doing so, she notices this gigantic sapphire ring on, on this dead woman's finger. She, of course, as everybody does, steals it, uh, accidentally tips over a glass of water, which causes the dripping sound uh, on the floor. Uh, there's this fly that's kind of accosting her every chance it gets. She finally gets everything taken care of and runs home. When she's home, the fly is there and starts to kind of pester her throughout the house. Um, the lights go out. There's dripping water sounds again. And every time she goes to the bathroom to sh tighten the, the faucet, she it stops. She leaves the room. And as soon as she's out of the room, it connects again. And it's very much like a telltale heart kind of feel to it. Um, fantastic story and very very kind of predictable ending um which we find out that the ring curse is being passed to somebody else and so on but it, it then it wraps up with of course Bar boris karloff riding a very obviously fake horse which then they later pan out and you see that yes it is a fake horse and they're kind of filming this scene the colors and everything in this movie fantastic i i 
loved the gel coloring on the people with a stark contrast uh, kind of background. Like at one point, uh, Gorka is is getting closer and closer to the camera. He's on obviously on a slide and he's being pulled towards the camera, so there's no real movement. And he hits a um, a red filter where everything on him is red. His his hair, his skin, his eyes, everything is kind of glowing this red color. But behind him is this kind of swirling blue just fantastic i i definitely recommend this movie uh, by now you probably know i'm a bava fan so everything that that has come out for mario bava uh his son lamberto bava just er, the whole bava family is, is fantastic i highly recommend checking this one out especially if you're like me and you enjoy um anthology movies this one is definitely going to get added to my collection at some point and i highly recommend you check it out have a great day